Hi, I'm Anna Reinert, former host of Art Supply Posse. As the founder of the podcast, I have remained a champion for what it has continued to do. My website, The Well-Appointed Desk, is an online resource for all the analog tools you love and is sponsoring Art Supply Posse. The Well-Appointed Desk has recently celebrated its 10-year anniversary with top 10 lists featuring our best recommendations in paper, pens, and pencils. Every week, The Well-Appointed Desk publishes new reviews of all your favorite analog tools and everyone's favorite link love on Wednesdays. Don't forget to check out our shop where you can get all of your favorite coloring, ink testing books, and quirky stationery products, including the Art Supply Posse Sherlock Holmes Pocket Notebook while supplies last. Visit wellappointeddesk.com today. Thanks. Hi, Posse. It's Kim. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Jane Mills, aka Ivory Ocean. If you're a long-time listener, you'll know I spoke to Jane in episode 70. If you haven't heard that episode, give it a listen so you can learn more about Jane and her art. Jane and I are talking about character development in this episode, specifically developing yourself as a character. As such, going forward, I'll be referring to Jane as her persona, Ivory Ocean. Hi, Ivory. Welcome back to the posse. Hey, Kim. Thanks so much for having me back. It's so good to have you back. I know. It's so, so good to hear your voice again. It's so awesome. <laughs> yes, we love we love the technology, the fact that you're in America and I'm in Australia and we can chat to each other in real time. It's exciting. I know. <laughs> that is so amazing. So cool. It is. It really is. So <clears throat> this is a this is a subject I'm particularly interested in. And I think that I think quite a few other people I've been chatting to are interested in it as well. And okay, but I am a uh, supporter of of Ivory on uh, Patreon, so I'm a patron patron. Mm. Don't know what the best term for that is. Patron 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 on, patron on yeah. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I give her money every month to support her art. Basically, in a nutshell, is what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and your your character is. I think it's quite strong, as in um, it feels fully formed, if that makes any sense. Hmm, Maybe it doesn't make sense. But I feel like I know you as both, I suppose, is probably um, the best way to think about it. So, But what I'm curious to know is if we sort of step back a few years in your life when Ivory was kind of born, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ivory, yeah, Persona was kind of born... Why? Um, well, Ivory, yeah. honestly, Ivory Ocean, just the moniker, the the username was born when I first got on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And that would have been probably around 1997, 98, um, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit before then. And, uh, you know, showing my age here, like I was out of high school and going into college. And um, it, it was a time when... Uh, people didn't really know a whole bunch about the internet and people wanted to remain um, anonymous. Mm. So uh, Ivory Ocean was kind of a character that I had developed even when I was younger. That was very bad, like fan fiction, like teenage angsty fan fiction, gypsy weird, just like cartoon stuff that I was doing. (laughs) Then it's like so kind of cringy to think about now. But um, but the character's name was Ivory, and then Ivory mm-hmm. Ocean just kind of sounded like it really flowed really well, and um, yep. so 
I had developed Ivory Ocean, the personality online um, before any true like artistic uh, character development came about it other than just my silly fan fiction stuff. Um, And then it kind of just transformed into these characters. And when I started, uh, started becoming this character, becoming this online personality, I realized that it did have a separate personality than my, my, you know, self personality. And it sort of kind of grew with me because um, the character, the Ivory Ocean character, my persona online, the themes and everything like that, that I put out there now is like the grown up version of all these personalities kind of growing up together with my own self. Yep. Do you think, is it easier to represent yourself as a character or is in some ways it harder than just creating a character from thin air, so to speak, or your um, imagination? I think um, as a personal opinion, I think a lot of artists really put themselves into all of their characters um, mm-hmm. that I find that uh, with my art in different characters and cartoons and things that I've drawn, there's always something that's within me within them. If Even if it's not a carbon copy of my life, it's yeah. definitely got a lot of personality or even personalities that I wish I had or traits that I wish I had into these characters. So it's like a projection of, um, you know, my own self, which I can't be in a certain physical form or a certain situation or something like that. So I kind of Mm -hmm. find that I don't find it harder. I just, I think it's a kind of a mixed bag of creating your own persona on, you know, of yourself and also creating a character that's not even like close to who you are in your real life form, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did, did you kind of always have in the back of your mind what she would look like as as uh, a created character or is that sort of something that's developed over time as well? Well, in the beginning it was um, kind of part of uh, my journaling and my sketchbook um, and I was really just trying to do like – journal entries, but with artwork. So a lot of my really, really early stuff was actually me, what I was actually wearing at the time. And so those were more like the self portraiture kind of aspect. Over time, there were morphing into different kind of personas, um, like more like chibi, kind of like cutesy kind of like versions of me. And then, you know, even something as what I did last year was the alien Sona, Um, and then, you know, even Astrogirl herself, um, my comic, um, character, she has part, she is part of my persona as well. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the persona that I have online does have like this morphing kind of ability to it. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess, I mean, if you think about, thinking about Alien Sona as opposed to, as opposed to Astrogirl, like. Is one more, I'm trying to think of the right word, the right phrase, because I guess when we think we think aliens, you tend to think scary. I mean, maybe maybe this is a generation thing too because when I think of aliens, I actually do think of the movie Alien because I was so young when that came out and I saw it, I watched it, and I was just blown away by the whole thing. I wasn't scared, but I loved it. 
So right. my mind thinks of them as that. That's my thing. But I don't know. Maybe that's unique to us in our age. Perhaps maybe younger people don't think of aliens scary in that same way. Like I'm not sure. So, like, is it kind of was that a just trying something different, a different version of the character, or was it sort of an intentional way of going, look, here's another side, or here's a sort of a scarier version or a different version? Like, is that something as well that is it? is worth playing around with, like different good and bad, so to speak, characters. Oh, absolutely. Or extension of the same character, like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, everybody has so many personalities within them, I believe, and if you're able to draw them out um, in a literal and figurative sense, but draw them out and be able to capture them in some sort of art form, that's awesome. Um, for the alien Sona, um, I mean, you were talking about alien, um, maybe being something of a different age group. I think it's kind of might be also a cultural thing because in certain areas, aliens are considered like gods or, you know, um, and Mm -hmm. then like, I mean, I grew up in New Mexico, aliens are kind of a little bit, you know, funny and silly because we have (laughs) Roswell right there and it's just kind of like a funny idea. And then there are some people who associate aliens with like enlightenment and Buddha and everything like that. So I think there's so many different aspects to a certain concept of how you draw yourself and how you see yourself. But I think it pulls a lot of like what is going on in your life right now. Like, you know, what aspect of, you know, your personality is coming out in that drawing and if and when you're able to do it with different mediums and stuff like that, it's always a good experiment to try different things out and finding your own persona within characters that you come up with. The mm-hmm. alien sona particularly is just a fun kind of almost like a challenge to do because how do you see yourself as an a alien? And, you know, everybody would see themselves differently and what aspects of that alien creature is part of you. And maybe after you do the persona you see more about yourself that you probably didn't see before yeah and I think that's true with with a lot of art really like that's what they often say I mean and you said it yourself you put yourself into your artwork and I think sometimes you can create something and it's actually yourself without even realizing it like right right like a lot of um a lot of uh portraits that I've done of myself I started getting into the habit of doing a self-portrait in my sketchbook when I first uh first get it it's a blank one because um always the hardest thing to do when you get a blank sketchbook is the first page (laughs) and so (laughs) I made it a habit of you know well I'm just gonna draw myself because Mm -hmm. I'm here and just do a self-portrait. And I've noticed like different shifts of my lifestyle when looking back on those self-portraits of different places that I was mentally. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the last uh, self-portraits that I sent you, um, that was right in between, like right two weeks after I'd taken a break from social media and had an art block and everything like that. So that piece is like an unfinished, finished self-portrait. Like, cause I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I, and you could, I could definitely look at it now and go, wow. Yeah. I really was not feeling like I really was trying hard to get like Mm -hmm. certain things to happen. And then I was just like, all right, well, this is done. (laughs) So it's really interesting to kind of go back on, on your own self images, however, whatever they are in your art form and just kind of like reflect on what was going on at that time. And it might help you to kind of like, see if that is still impacting you in your life now or if you can change it. Mm -hmm. And I think too in some ways with that kind of 
that kind of reflection, like going back and looking at those, in some way I think maybe you can even see I am in a better place now than I was at that time and I wasn't even aware at that time that I wasn't in, I thought I was in an okay place maybe, and but now I'm right. in an even better place. Like I think that, that we that throws that at it as well is it's like it's not always um, just simply you're not always aware, I don't think, of what you are necessarily feeling mentally at the time. You might you might not be able to work out why you can't get this drawing you're doing to be right or right, whatever right. and you decide I'm done. But then mm-hmm. you can go back and go, oh, actually, um, I wasn't in a great place then. I can tell by this, but now I know that I am and I've improved and, you know, I think that's a really, I don't know, I just wonder if that's something we maybe don't think enough about is like, going back to our old work, whether it is self-portraits okay. or characters or whatever, or, and just yeah, seeing. absolutely. And maybe even giving yourself a little bit of slack and going, I actually wasn't as bad as I thought I was. I think there's a bit and of that too that goes on for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really important thing, especially as an artist, um, is one of the biggest rules that, you know, I really like to say is never compare yourself to others because you're on your own journey. And mm-hmm. um, when you keep like I have sketchbooks from when I was like 10 years old still here in my house you know and I'll look back at like every single sketchbook I've ever had with all my sketches and I'll see how silly they are how you know but I then I look at sketchbooks that I have now and see how much I've improved how much I've experimented more with different things how much I've learned from so many different um, medium types because you know I used to just do pencil in my sketchbooks mm-hmm. that's it no mm-hmm. pen and I always use pencil because I could erase it because I was always so scared and I didn't want to like, you know, do something in pen in my sketchbook because I was always had this thought that, oh, it's going to be there forever. And, <laughs> and it's a silly thought, but it's the idea was like, yeah. now, you know, it's like when I get a new, you know, tool to use, I'm like, let's see what this does. And then I'll just, even if it's not a good sketch at all, you know, or however, what I'm doing the fact that I'm like learning how to use this new tool is something that's really important to kind of even see that process along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, making a bad piece of art doesn't stop the world. It doesn't right. stop spinning. And if it's in a sketchbook, cool, you just turn the page and you don't have to look at it again. I mean, yeah, you know. Exactly. exactly. That's what that's what sketchbooks are for, for sketches. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep exactly. And, and look, you know, you can always... Goodness me, you can even go over it with another medium altogether and make it disappear. Like if you which really I've, which it. I've done before. Like I've gone Same back here. on like old Same sketches. Yep. Yeah, I've gone back on old sketches and just pretty much drew on top of them. <laughs> like I've <laughs> had pages where I'm just like, I don't really like this at all. So I just <laughs> drew back on top of it and it looked way better than <laughs> the first time around. I haven't even bothered going back to old sketches. I'll look at something I did last week and if I dislike it enough, I'm like, you know what, I can actually completely just put something else over this and no one will know and, you know, it makes me happy. <laughs> right. right, yeah. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's your sketchbook. You could do whatever you want with it. Yes. yes, and this is the thing. I think we all need to stop thinking about the social media and whether it will get liked and not liked and all those things. Right, just right. Yourself. Yeah, this is for what you. you want to do. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we have gotten off on a tangent, but I, I think it's all relevant. So, you know, if good you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. Yeah, good yeah. tangents. So I'm curious because you, you've said about creating 
a self-portrait in your sketchbooks. Mm-hmm. And I think self-portraiture or portraiture in general is typically a bit of a different kettle of fish to actual characters, you know, character design, which tends to be mm-hmm. more sort of comic kind of style, I guess. How do you how do you pair it back? So instead of it being a, a you know a self portrait or whatever, which tends to have a lot more detail, generally speaking, I know I'm generalizing here, but mm-hmm. how do you take away a lot of that detail to get that character, but still have that character representing you? Like, do you know what I mean? Is it yeah? Is it a hard um, thing? Is it a different mindset that's needed? Maybe I'm definitely like what I find in self-portraiture like character development like when you're developing a character for yourself you're kind of using the same rules as you would any character development you're looking Mm -hmm. for features and quirks about that character that makes that character who it is um a lot of the times when I did my little um I have little chibi kind of like a cute cute character I used to put this little cute character in like newsletters that I wrote to family for like a couple years and one of the things I included was um, my gap in between my teeth. I have a diastema mm-hmm. right in between my teeth. So mm-hmm. um, I drew my little character and when she smiled, she had a gap. And so yeah. that kind of like, that was kind of like a, that's me because I have a gap between my teeth. Um, you know, I wear glasses. So that was another thing. I have a certain kind of, you know, bangs that I really enjoy, but making a character in to look like yourself, you're just kind of like, exaggerating the parts of you that make you you in the same way that you would exaggerate certain parts of a character for a, you know, comic, a film or whatever to make them Mm. very distinguishable uh, from other, like, it's kind of funny. Like you think about like anime and uh, if you think like, well, all the other characters have like normal hair, but then the main character has like crazy hair, <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. that kind of idea. It's like, you know who that character is because they're so distinguishable from the rest of the characters that are drawn out there. Yeah. So when you're developing your own character, finding those things that you really enjoy about you, even if they're even things that you don't like about you, that makes it kind of like you kind of get confidence of it because it is still part of you. You include yeah. that in your own character design. Yeah. Would you add, and I guess I think I I probably do know the answer to this question, but I will ask it anyway because I know, I quote unquote, know you better than certainly when we first chatted. So following you like I do, I know a lot more about the character and stuff that you've created, but I'm going to guess it's totally okay to add to your character, not unrealistic, but like things that you really, really, really wish you could do, like such as... Go to space. <laughs> right. Is that yes. an example? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like in the same way, like if you're building a persona of yourself, then if there are certain things that are unattainable in your real life um, and mm-hmm. you want your character to do that, you have the ability to do that because imagination, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's a wonderful thing. Um, so, yeah. So like in the case of Astro Girl, which has kind of sort of become my branding um, around uh, places uh, that uh, character. Yes. She's an astronaut. She's in space. This is something that I cannot physically do (laughs) right now (laughs) at this time, you know, maybe, you know, by some magic happenings, you know, I'll be, I'll go to, 
you know, Kennedy Space Center or something. And then they'll be all like, we want you for an experiment. And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, shoot me into space, do it. But, you know, that's, that's a very, like, probably not going to happen scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can make my character go to space because I want to go to space. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the beauty of that freedom is just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely one of the coolest things about it is you can just go, yeah, I want to go to space. I want to own a Lamborghini. Um, right. like- <laughs> yeah, just whatever you want. You can make it happen. You know, it's like yeah. you can write about it and you can draw about it and it's great. Mm, definitely. Do you think, like, well, is it something that, oh, is it something that people sort of are best to kind of, just flesh out on their own do you think maybe there's a class they could take or something like like sort of if if someone's you know listening and they're sort of inspired to do this themselves to mm-hmm. which is kind of what I'm hoping for um is, what should they do like how how do you, how would you best go about trying to figure yourself out as a character yeah um I think one of the first things and like I mean if you want to like spend money on classes obviously that's up to you um if you want to look up youtube character development ideas and stuff like that that's up to you too um but where i started which um kind of developed is just um do like a little mini comic in your sketchbook about what you did that day and draw yourself in the picture you know and it doesn't have to be perfect you could just do stick figures and then kind of like figure yourself out and just you know when you start doing like a journaling aspect of your character, it kind of builds a little bit more because you start drawing it more often. And then as you're drawing your character more often every day on a daily or maybe every week or something like that, it kind of just builds your confidence in your persona and it will, like I said, grow with you. So, you know, if you, I mean, and that character, I, I start, I always say start like with comic-y kind of stuff because then you have like freedom to not have to worry about details um, yeah. since comics. Um, I mean, there are obviously very detailed comics, but like little small, like little comics are, you could do like little, you know, characters that don't, that maybe there was something going on and uh, an emotion you want to convey is just having no face, you know, and you could just draw your character without a face which could Mm -hmm. indicate maybe a loneliness or a, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, just a isolation kind of feeling or a sadness or something when you didn't know how to do that. And you, and you're not so caught up on details of making things look really sad or something like that. And that way, you know, and you're starting to build like this little character journey in your sketchbook of what your character did. And like, it's kind of like looking back on your characters and seeing like, Oh, wow, look, you know, this is how, what was going on. These ones are a little bit darker. You know, I remember what was going on during that time and you can learn and grow with your character. Yeah, definitely. Do you, what do you think materials wise people should utilize? Like is there specific tools whether it be paper whether it be you know the actual pens or or pencils or whatever that people really should use or is it a case of what you're comfortable using use that um pretty much yeah it whatever you want to use I mean digital traditional whatever you're comfortable with um Mm -hmm. I don't have any like specifics I mean i you know, most of the stuff that I did when I was younger was just done with like a number two yellow pencil. 
and, mm. you know, or a ballpoint pen or something like that, you know, that was super cheap. I'm, I'm, I like that there are really good materials out there that are, you know, expensive and the reasons why they're expensive makes sense. But if you're just yeah. doing this for you, you know, I don't believe you have to spend a ton of money on a certain art supply in order for that to happen. Um, yeah. The only thing, art supplies aren't stopping you from doing artwork. You're stopping no. you from doing artwork. So oh, yes. once you get into that place, just grab whatever you have available. It's really, yeah, just like if you, even if you're at like a hotel room, you know, they'll probably have one of those mm. tiny little pencils there and you can use that, you know, it's like, there's yeah. no real yeah. hard, fast rules that I think should happen when you're just, when you're just doing stuff for you, you know? Yeah, definitely. And look, you know, I think if people are listening to the art supply posse, I suspect they have art supplies lying around. Oh, yeah, probably sure. lots of unused. I know I do. Goodness gracious. <laughs> So many art supplies. I really need to go through them. It's so bad. <laughs> so this is, take this as a perfect opportunity to utilize some of those yes. art supplies. <laughs> Use those art supplies you haven't picked up in years and just start making your own character design with them and give you motivation. And then you might That's actually good. like that art supply that's been hiding in your shelf for a while. <laughs> Yeah, and then you might run out, and then that is a legitimate excuse to go and buy more of it. So, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, is anything else we haven't covered that you sort of want to talk about specifically with this? Um, I, I guess just the, like the biggest thing, especially when going like if you've never created a character for yourself and just starting out, is just you know don't push yourself if you don't feel like it's coming out the way you want to, you know, you could put it aside mm -hmm. and pick it back up later. Um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, just, just don't feel like it has to look a certain way. And honestly, yeah. draw yourself in different ways, draw yourself as super scary, draw yourself as, you know, a supermodel, draw yourself as a, you know, an alien, draw yourself as whatever, you know, whatever makes you feel like you're expressing yourself is one of the most important things about artwork um, to me personally. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't really matter what it looks like because it's, it's matters to you. You're the one creating it and you're the one who's expressing that emotion on paper or canvas or where, whatever you're doing. So just don't get so hung up on, you know, if it doesn't, doesn't work out, you know, the first time you try it or the couple times you try it, it's always, it's, it's just fun to play. Art is play. Art is fun. So if it's not fun, then you don't have to do it. Just take a breather and come back to it. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, that's a good uh, point to make about um, trying, you know, scary and happy and all different versions. You're probably, as the more you're doing that, getting more, um, I suppose you're going to see things in one uh, creation that you like and you're like oh I could pull that feature out and use that feature going forward for the rest of them you know like the rest of the drawings you're doing like yeah absolutely you can't you well I guess you won't know until you start drawing it and start making different versions of that that character exactly and make them silly make them weird you know it doesn't make them abstract I think the most fun kind of thing to do is try to draw yourself abstractly and because <laughs> then you, you basically kind of have to get away from the idea of a face or what a face actually is. And it makes you kind of think a little bit more and you're like, 
well, like what shapes do I like? You know, is this how I'm going to do myself this way? Is it going to be colorful? Is it going to be black and white? Are there going to be like, you know, it's kind of fun to kind of think of like, how would you express yourself as an abstract? And Mm -hmm. that kind of like makes your brain really think about it. And that one might take a little bit of time to do because you're doing a lot more thinking than actually drawing. (laughs) But, but it really does kind of like make you go, what do I like? And then you can kind of like realize like, oh, I really like, you know, Paisley or Argyle. And I didn't really realize that I really like it a whole bunch. And ah, that makes, you know, this makes sense about me, (laughs) even though it's an abstract concept. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's just fun. It's play, you know, it's just go for it. Whatever you got, just do it. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I quite like that. Yeah. (laughs) So where is the best place for people to find you these days? These days, the best place is definitely my Twitch channel. Um, Mm -hmm. That's twitch.tv slash ivory ocean. I stream once a week on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. What is it? Eastern Standard Time since we've had our switch over. And and then um, my Patreon um, is basically for uh, people to support me monthly. If you subscribe to a certain tier, you can get stickers, artwork, original artwork, um, blog posts about what I'm doing. I'm going to be trying to work together some tutorial videos um, in the near future. And yeah. And then those kind of will link to my discord. So my discord is the other place where I'm pretty active. Yeah. Anything else? Um, No, I, this has been super I fun. I love yeah, I love yeah. doing these podcasts. I love being here for the posse. It's awesome. <laughs> we love having you here. It's so good. It's um I think definitely people get your unused art supplies out of the cupboard and use them. Yes. <laughs> just draw, we, you know, just draw yourself. Do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. And then you know, when you use them, you have an excuse to buy more. It's it's seriously, it's just <laughs> it's a wonderful cycle. <laughs> it really is. <sighs> Well, thank you for that. I really enjoyed it. Oh, me too, Kim. Thank you so much. 